Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that intrigue us. We explore topics that get us thinking and talking, discovering the connections to ourselves, the people in our lives, our community, and the world around us. And we like to talk about art. Art and community. How does art both imagine a future and give roadmaps, roadmaps to community development and empowerment? USA Today named our Northeast Minneapolis the best arts district in the country. There are a high number of artists and high-quality art in that community. But there's something very special that makes that community thrive with the arts, and that's NEMA, the Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association. And today I have as my co-host Damian Strange, who is the director of NEMA. Welcome, Damian. Thank you, Lori. <laughs> so glad you're here. And we have uh, a guest here, Anna Becker, who is the assistant director of NEMA. Welcome, Anna. Hi, Lori. So glad you're here. You've been with NEMA for six years. Yes. So you've seen some changes over the years. I've, I've seen a lot of changes. I've seen NEMA really uh, grow and become an organization that is, is quite significant uh, to, to the community of Northeast, even though it's been around for about 20, 23 years. Um, we're really coming into our own. You were mentioning that having the breweries come in, kind of help bring it up a notch as well i'd say having the breweries come into northeast minneapolis um, was an added attraction for people to come into the neighborhood um, that was already pretty cool and vibrant because of the artists uh, and northeast is a pretty happening place to be because we have a lot of artists a lot of breweries a lot of restaurants it's it's pretty cool well, it's fun. I, I remember having um, some folks on last year on the show that were talking about not only, you know, is it a good place to come have beer, but they also host exhibitions. And artists are able to have their artwork there, and they help sponsor some of the programs you do. Yeah, um, it's definitely uh, a community where we support one another. Um, breweries and brewers and restaurant owners, uh, they're... They're artists, too. They're makers. They're creators. And we, we're better together. We help each other out. And they're art appreciators. They're art buyers. They're artists themselves. And it's we all help each other. It becomes the roadmap to building community, everyone being able to work together. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a shared value and a shared appreciation. So you often get asked, what is NEMA? So I'm going to let you do that for us as well. What is NEMA from your point of view? Well, NEMA is a collection of, of members. We're mostly artists. We have nearly 1,000 members. Most of, them are, most of them are artists, but we've got community friends and nonprofit organizations and business members. And what we do is we take this collective voice and we use it to produce Art World, which is the largest open studio tour in the country. Uh, we have our autumn show, which happens in the fall. And tell me about autumn. How does it end with autumn? Wait, how do you, it, how do you it write ends, it? <laughs> so it, it's spelled the French way. Oh. So uh, it has an E at the end, but mm -hmm. the N-E is in uppercase. So it's Very nice. like autumn northeast. Very nice. And this is, it was originally conceived of as a way for NEMA members to see the work of other NEMA members, so everyone gets to put in one piece, and then everyone comes to the opening and can see the work of their fellow members. Um, we can fit <laughs> about 250 pieces in there, and NEMA... Depending on size. <laughs> depending on size. So... When this started, we had maybe about three, four hundred NEMA member artists, and now we've got almost nine hundred. Wow! <laughs> so that's that's where like having a website and an app comes into it, where you can see the work of of many people. But we also do a biennial, so that's every two years, juried exhibition called Winter Tide, and the next one's coming up in twenty nineteen where it's highly competitive, there are cash prizes, and this is where artists put in their best work. I remember going to Wintertide last year, 
And it was fun because recently I saw one of the artists that was in the Wintertide in another exhibit. So it's great to see it being kind of a launching pad. Uh, one of the artists is now having her work up at the um, Hopkins Center for the Arts. So it was great to see the Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, Nicole Huff. Yes, yeah. So yep. there she is, and there's that piece again. So it's cool to see how you network as well with other um other parts of the city. Yeah, the great thing about Wintertide is it's such a high quality event, but it's it's local, it's here and it's it's interesting because I think a lot of artists think that in order to make it, you have to leave mm-hmm. Minnesota or you have to be on the coasts and that's just not true. You can show your art here and have it recognized and be seen on a national level too. One of the things that I admire about what you do is that you consider artists business people. Yes. And so in that that frame, you also then help support a business point of view and you have business uh, workshops. Yes. One of the um, benefits of being a NEMA member is that we put on workshops in professional development and NEMA members get to attend these for free and they are open to the public but um, they have to pay a small fee. What artists learn in school if they went to school for art is how to do their art, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is extremely important. But not a lot of focus is put on how to live right. and how to sell it. So we do professional workshops on putting together your portfolio. What are the legal considerations? How do you put together a contract? Uh, How do you do your taxes? How do you photograph your work? How do you store that work? How do you present that to galleries? How do you talk about yourself? How do you market yourself? Like, how do you build a website? All of this is extremely important. And it's also a barrier to great artists getting their, their work like out there and seen. And it's important because you're not only empowering the artists, you're empowering the community to take their art seriously. Right. You know, there, there's no need to be starving artists. I mean, that's the romantic idea and and folks, you know, getting art for cheap. I mean, that that is not the way it should be. Art should, needs to have a respect and it needs to be an economic model for yeah. for good things. Yeah. Tell me and- more. Uh, well, and to take a step back, you know, we know through um, a lot of research that's been done in the past few years um, by um, Minnesota Citizens for the Arts and the State Arts Board and other arts organizations that have contributed to the research that um, artists and um, the creative com- uh, economy contributes a great deal to the overall economy of the Twin Cities and, and the state. And, and therefore, NEMA... It's not just uh, impacting Northeast Minneapolis. It really has impact on the whole metro area, um, really bringing attention and supporting the creative community um, uh, in through Northeast actually has an impact uh, uh over the greater Twin Cities uh, area. Absolutely. Some friends tease me about living in Minnesota, and they say, how can you take that climate? (laughs) And I go, well, there's, you know, there's the geology, the geographic climate that, you know, has about our weather. But then there's the creative climate and the artistic climate. And we have an amazing artistic climate. And and that creativity, I think, draws other people. if not to come live here, at least to appreciate the great artists and the opportunities there are to do art and to buy art. Right. Yeah. So you have some favorite stories of artists that you have worked with over the years. Tell me about an artist that you know that you've seen maybe grow and, and change through the support of NEMA. Well, sure. I'm thinking of one artist in particular who sent us a lovely thank you note uh, last year. Uh, so NEMA provides uh, stipends for artists during Art World Weekend who would like to do demos, art demos for, for visitors. One of the things that we like to do during Art World is to to make it accessible for anybody. It doesn't matter what your income is or, or who you are, where you live, that you can come to Art World and you can experience art so we've put together a stipend program for our artists that if they want materials to do demos with so that people can see what they're working on 
um, or or get their hands, you know, <laughs> messy, and and do that work themselves. That they can that the artists can can provide that to visitors. And one artist, uh, Shion Leach, went through the process of, of applying for this stipend through NEMA, and she got it. We awarded her the money, and she she bought her paint supplies, and she went out and she she did this this art demo during Art World and. Afterwards, she said, you know, it was so amazing. It was so affirming to be doing my artwork for people and to see the connection it made with people. And it also emboldened her to start going after other grants. Because if she could apply for a grant with NEMA and get it, it made her think, okay, now I can start looking at other grants through, like, the Minneapolis Regional Arts... or. Yeah, the Minneapolis Regional Arts Council. I call it MRAC all mm-hmm. the time. I yep. just go MRAC. Yeah. Um, so, in dealing with NEMA, it's also a way for artists to kind of learn how to deal with larger entities too, to start applying for like funding and to to put language around what their projects are to start packaging it almost for absolutely. I can yeah. see where grants seem overwhelming. Right. You know, a lot of folks look at grants and they see a lot of questions that have to be asked, a lot of information. And it can be, you know, overwhelming. But giving them the opportunity to do the baby step and be able to have the self-esteem and the confidence to say, this is what I can do and this is what I want to do and can you fund me? Making that first ask is like the step in the right direction. Exactly right. Well, I want you all to go to NEMA.org. That's N-E-M-A-A dot org. Learn more about what they do and the cool things that they're about. And you're listening to AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Fearless Comedy would like to invite you to relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy the moment. Because at Die Laughing, we'll be producing 50 straight hours of comedy. And if you go, you're going to need some rest. Die Laughing is a 50-hour comedy marathon taking place at the Phoenix Theater in Minneapolis from April 6th through April 8th. It will feature some of the funniest and most creative comedy acts in the Twin Cities, including May the Farce Be With You, a fearless Star Wars extravaganza that features work by Lori Beth Fitz. You can find the full lineup online at dielaughingmarathon.com. We know that you're excited. You might lose control when you hear that you can come and go for the entire weekend, for just a suggested donation of $20. But be calm. Save your energy. Otherwise, you may just die laughing. Die Laughing is a fundraiser for Fearless Comedy Productions. At Fearless, we believe comedy shouldn't be scary. It should be fearless. The Spring St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running April 27th, 28th, and 29th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you'll have the chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries, hosting over 350 artists. Up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 34 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for you to own. When you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community with free transit passes. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the art crawl. Be sure to get details at thesaintpaulartcrawl.org. That's thesaintpaulartcrawl.org. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's the Breathe Easies with another one of your favorite hits. Don't smoke in the house. Don't smoke in the house. Don't smoke around the kids in the house. Don't smoke in the car. Don't smoke in the house. Don't break my heart. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as making your home and car smoke-free zones. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Up next, well, what do you know? The Breathe Easies with another hit song, Vacuum Up the Floor. Vacuum up the floor. Vacuum up the floor. Vacuum up the floor. The asthma trigger is no more. You gotta vacuum up the furniture and vacuum in the cracks because the dinner and the dust can give kids asthma attacks. Simple steps can help your kids breathe easier. Vacuum up the floor to keep your house free of dust, dander, and dust mites. 
For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and today we have been talking about the Northeast Minneapolis Art Association, N-E-M-A-A. You can take a look at that website. It's N-E-M-A-A.org. And I have today Damien Strange, who is the director of NEMA, and I also have his assistant director of NEMA, Anna Becker. Welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and in our last segment, we were talking with Anna about the history of NEMA and some cool artists that have experienced the opportunities to be able to learn their craft and also learn the business. Uh, and we also learned last segment about how USA Today named our Northeast Minneapolis the best arts district in the country. Damien, when you're working with NEMA, one of the things also that I admire is that you're, you always have a progressive vision of looking at what's next. You know, mm -hmm. What's the future? What are the ways to keep developing this uh, organization that brings community and art and economic empowerment um, to a community? So help me with what, what do you see as the next horizon that, that your organization is envisioning to support NEMA? Sure. Um, well, in 2017, um, NEMA spent um, a lot of time both sort of understanding who we were as an organization and our place in the community. Um, we went through both a, a rebranding process uh, and a strategic plan uh, and building a new strategic plan. Um, we knew that we do a lot of things well and we have a lot of connections in the community, but there are some things that we could be doing better. Um, and um, these processes helped us um, at least make some first steps in, in, in the right direction, I think. So some of the top things that you're looking to keep developing, what would they be? Well, we know um, that um, our, our membership um, is, is getting older. Um, and that we haven't traditionally in the past done a lot of work to support um, folks who are really just starting out in their careers or, or just thinking about being an artist. And um, those, those folks will, are probably in our uh, middle schools and high schools or um, just entering um, art school um, at, at this point. So one of the things that we wanted to focus on was how do we um, sort of encourage that community, how do we support that community um, and help them get a realistic understanding of what it's like to be an artist and have a professional arts career or, or and or how can they use their creative talents uh, in, in another type of career. Um, and so as Anna mentioned before in the last segment, we've been doing workshops um, for a few years now in partnership with Springboard for the Arts. Um, what does it look like if we build programming and workshops to support um, new and emerging artists, um, really that next generation of artists? Um, that way we make NEMA itself more sustainable. Mm -hmm. You know, we have um, a membership, a uh, constant uh, influx of new members uh, that, that'll make sure that the organization is around the, to con continue to do the work that, that we're already doing. What I hear and what intrigues me is the idea of supporting creativity in an individual no matter where that creativity can be applied. Yes. So that you may choose a career and be encouraged to, to use your creativity to create art, or you may use your artistic creativity to... Uh, influence your profession. Yes, absolutely. And to encourage a wider perspective yeah. of your profession that allows you to think outside the box absolutely. for the work that you want to do. Yeah, if we, if we look at even just the most recent elections in Minneapolis, um, a number of the new council um, people um, have a background in the arts. Um, I know in particular one, uh, Jeremiah uh, Ellison, um, was a part of the city's uh, creative uh, partnership where they had artists come in and sort of embedded them in mm -hmm. a city department 
uh, to help that department look at their work in a different way. And I think he was inspired by that to, to run for office. But he's a he's a muralist and painter um, by, you know, probably profession and background. Um, but he also ran for office to, to have a policy job. And, and, and how cool is that? Yeah. Someone who can imagine a mural... I believe can imagine a new way of doing things. Right. And how much more trust I have with folks who have imagination, mm -hmm. especially when we're faced with so many challenges that we are today. Right. I, I want folks that aren't just going to do the same old, same old. And the creative um, inspiration from a muralist into policy, I think is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, I, and I think that that works in a lot of different sectors. Mm -hmm. If, if, um, if sectors, uh, you know, leaders of different sectors begin to value the artists and the, and the creative mind, um, we will see that innovation mm -hmm. uh, continue to grow uh, in the Twin Cities in, in particular. And you were mentioning to me earlier about some high school programs. Is that tied to this initiative to look at, you know, being able to support the high school um, through programming? Absolutely. Um, and also, as we find these days, while the need for for creativity as an outlet, as as a communication tool, um, as just a way to share uh, experiences and community, um, while that is critical, now I think um, we see it getting dismissed a lot, especially mm -hmm. when we're we're going towards STEM, not STEAM, mm -hmm. uh, and we want high school students that are finding themselves drawn to the arts we want to support them in a way that builds them um, that builds a platform for success later on mm -hmm. so the idea of NEMA next is to really give these kids tools that they can use to be successful in life with an art practice whether that's in their job or if it's their full-time thing or if it's just a way for them to relax or com like or or be a part of their community mm -hmm. So. And, and specifically, we Nima is um, partnering with um, one of our board members. Um, she happens to be uh, an instructor for the um, ceramics department at uh, Edison High School. And one of the things that we were able to do is really make a connection between some of our members who are interested in mentoring young artists and, and having them sign up to be mentors uh, for her IB uh, ceramics students. Um, so... That started, um, sort of got off the ground as a pilot uh, last uh, fall and, and hoping to get that up and running this spring. It is important, and I do see a lot of arts funding getting cut. You know, that there, we're losing art teachers, we're losing drama teachers, we're, we're losing, you know, the things that help us uh, be creative. And as we were talking about earlier, how can creativity really impact all that we do? The creative process. Um, should inspire science as well. Well, it's it's the main way to communicate science oh, yes. to the masses. I mean, this is art and music and language. This is this is how humans understand the world. Absolutely. Well, we're going to be uh, coming up on a, a break pretty soon. Um, in our next break, we're going to continue our discussion about the vision of NEMA and the vision for building community and artists uh, and economic um, celebration uh, that, that continues to grow from one generation to the next uh, and plans for the future. And you're listening to AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. This is Connections Radio Show, where we like to talk about art and cool things. We'll be right back after a few short announcements. The Spring St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running April 27th, 28th, and 29th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you'll have the chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries, hosting over 350 artists. Up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 34 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for you to own. When you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community with free transit passes. 
Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the art crawl. Be sure to get details at thesaintpaulartcrawl.org. That's thesaintpaulartcrawl.org. Connections Radio Show wants to feature your favorite nonprofits as well as the arts that mean the most to you. Do you have a nonprofit you care about or an artist that you'd like to have featured on Connections Radio Show? We have very reasonable advertising and sponsorship packages that would provide for an on-air segment or perhaps a whole show. Interested? I'm Lori Fitz, and contact me at fitzradio at gmail.com. That's F-I-T-Z radio at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. And I'm Rachel Shamblot. Did you know a lot of people are afraid of the dentist? You don't need to be afraid of my dad. He makes going to the dentist comfortable and even fun. We don't care if you're a dental regular or haven't seen a dentist in years. We just want to make you comfortable and get you out of pain. If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. Hello, I'm Dr. Vladimir von Surikov, the director and president of the Museum of Russian Art, which hosts the finest collection of Russian art in North America, as well as an award-winning gift shop, Izba. Unique gifts, artworks, and artisan-made products are sourced from artists and jewelers who use traditional Russian materials to create stunning pieces for purchase. Izba Gift Shop is on Facebook and Instagram. Our museum is at tmora.org. Visit Isba Gift Shop for that special gift you will cherish. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together, we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Hawes. Today, sunny with a high near 30 degrees. Tonight, mostly clear with below around 15. And Sunday, snow likely, high near 29. This week's EatLocalMinnesota.com Restaurant of the Week is Cafe Latte, a gourmet cafeteria with an ever-changing selection of award-winning salads, sandwiches, and soups. They have a pizza and wine bar with an extensive wine list by The Glass on Victoria and Grand in St. Paul. Details at EatLocalMinnesota.com. show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and we're talking about the Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association, NEMA, and that's N-E-M-A-A dot org. Go look it up. There's some cool things that they're doing there. We've been talking about the events that they have, the professional development. In our last segment, we started talking about how NEMA organization is envisioning the future and how they want to support um, their mission and values. So we, we hadn't quite gotten to the mission and values. So I am looking forward to having uh, Damien Strange, who is the director of NEMA, share about that. We also have Anna Becker here today. She is the assistant director of NEMA. Welcome. Hi. Hello. So tell me about, you've been working on this, uh, the Springboard for the Arts gave you a grant to be really looking at, you know, how you want to strategically plan. Was that part of the support that they did for you? Well, though, they, they actually have more support around our, our workshops. Got it. Um, Got we, it. we just invested um, in uh, looking at our organizations uh, ourselves. And we, we did, you. obviously, we, we have had some funding from McKnight uh, mm -hmm. around general operating costs, mm -hmm. and we used some of that mm -hmm. money to actually just look at who we are and um, where we're going in the future. So stepping back. Yeah. Taking... Um, Taking stock of what you've been doing and how you've been doing, what's been working, what you want to improve upon. Mm -hmm. And with that, you developed your mission statement. Tell me about that. Yeah, so we, you know, we, as I said before, had been doing some things well. And so we didn't want to just uh, throw everything out. Sure. Um, so we made some slight adjustments to our, our mission statement. And, and now we're more focused um, on... Uh, an equitable and prosperous creative community that celebrates Northeast Minneapolis. Um, we still recognize that our roots uh, and our base is in Northeast Minneapolis, uh, even though we do have a number of artists who don't live in Northeast that, that do come there to work. 
you celebrate community. Celebrating that, community. That that's the mm-hmm. heart. It always is seemed to me that you you look at the community and go, what are your assets? And you've got a lot of artistic assets. We do. So how yeah. do you maximize those artistic assets? It, you look at the future in terms of working with young people, yeah. but there are other aspects of community that you look at too. Right. Right. And we um, again. We've been working in community a lot and and doing some things well, but one of the things that that we have to think about again is how much um, Northeast has changed over the past you know ten years, over the past decade. It's gotten a lot more diverse, a lot of a lot of new emerging communities that hadn't lived in Northeast before, mm-hmm. and and what are we doing as an organization to make sure that we are lifting up those artists or um, creating access for those communities to art that um, represents them. Um, so you've well. become more multicultural, do you see, in the last 10 years? Um, well, the community has. Right. Um, whether NEMA has is, is up for debate. Um, I, I think. So that you want to be more reflective. We want to be more reflective of the community that we are, uh, are charged with serving, yeah. So to be more reflective, equity becomes the key term in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we we know again that we can do a little bit better at out, outreach to the communities, and so our idea is to create uh, programming or opportunities to to connect with um, uh, a broader uh, or a broader community that is more reflective. Um, one of the things that that we are doing and we're going to try this year are are meetups in the community. Um, you know, focusing on a particular business um, and inviting the community to be a part of of these sort of celebrations again and, and get-togethers. Um, we're going to have one on April... April 11th. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Up. We're having... Uh, it's officially a NEMA member mixer, cool. but non-members can come too. <laughs> Uh, we're holding the- as she smiles at me. Yeah, that sounds like fun. You can come. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this will be at six one two Brew on the corner of uh, Broadway and Central Northeast. Yet another way that breweries are supporting. Yes, six one two has been very supportive of Nima, and this is going to be at six thirty to eight thirty. Cafe Racer will be there. <gasps> yes, um, and any Nima member who brings a non Nima member gets a free. Free Ooh. pint of beer, so everyone should come. So they bring should... your bring your artist friend from yeah. from the northeast. I mean, it's going to be a it's our first one, but it's going to be a great way for members to just mix with other members. A lot of times during our events, people are in their studio, uh, for you know, meeting and talking with the visitors, but they're not necessarily talking with other artists. Mm-hmm. So this is a great way for us to kind of come together and have artists talk to other artists, but also talk about what Nima's doing and what they can do as members to to give back to the community and to help each other. So it's a fun facts to know and tell and drink beer, good time had by all. Yes. Uh, and... <laughs> For those who don't drink, uh, 612 does have a bevy of non-alcoholic offerings. So. I think it's great to get people out. You know, we especially, you know, artists can have a very solitary, you know, work as they're developing their art and giving the opportunities to really enrich each other by just getting to know each other and having good conversation. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine it's going to, you know, be something that adds to the community. Oh, definitely. Yeah. This is, I mean, again, going back to our, our values, it, it our, our top value is, is equity and community. And so since we think that the community at a court is at the core of our work, um, it, we think that also, Without it, artists would have no context um, or inspiration or, or connection. And, and so that's, that's why we're focusing on every single artist as an essential part of a vibrant community and especially, especially focusing on those uh, from historically under-invested communities. Well, I've also heard about your magazine, and I actually talked about your magazine with an artist last week on the show. Oh. Uh, Leon Husha. Uh, oh. had mentioned that the magazine had come and um, did a little interview with him. And he's right now at the Russian Museum, the Museum of Russian Art, Tamora. Uh, right. And he loves living up in the Northeast area. Yeah, we, one of the things, again, thinking about 2017 and our, um, and taking a look at ourselves, one of the things uh, that was a part of our rebranding effort was the fact that we really wanted to be better um, storytellers. 
um, about what's happening in the Northeast, about our members' work, and how art impacts community, um, not just the Northeast community, but our, our broader community as well. And so we've done that in a lot of different ways. We've revamped our website um, to be more um, sort of storyteller-friendly. Um, we've added an out-facing uh, newsletter but another way we wanted to do that was with uh, a magazine, uh, which is really taking our old um, directory and guide that we used to produce uh, before every art world and tell it uh, and turn it into and transform it into a piece uh, or a publication that's actually telling stories or, or filled with relevant content about what's going on uh, in our creative world. How cool is that? Do you think in the future that you'll feature folks that are doing creative things in their professions that may not be considered traditional artists, or will it always be the focus looking at artists? Well, actually, the the whole idea about the magazine is to to tell the story of the art of everything. Cool. And so we do have a segment um, that we will feature in each edition called The Art Of. Um, this year, we actually, this uh, edition, the spring edition, we're actually looking at the art of reproductive health and how um, art how cool is, is infused that is in. Great. Yeah, we're looking, we're, um, we have a board member, a new board member who lives in Northeast, who is the executive director of Family Tree Clinic. Mm -hmm. And we asked her how um, art shows up in her work. Mm. Um, and so you may not think of art and creativity as part of. Uh, reproductive health or sexual health mm -hmm. um, but she really gives uh, insight into how she uses it and how she even hires artists to uh, to talk about uh, reproductive health across the community it, there are some topics that are very difficult to be able to communicate about mm -hmm. and art I believe gives pathways into just about any and is especially important when it's a, a taboo topic sometimes to be able to talk about in public how do you talk about this mm -hmm. so I am thrilled I also see art and healing in the health mm -hmm. field quite a bit yeah. but it's great to see it as sort of a progressive let's talk about you know how to keep ourselves healthy mm -hmm. what does that mean what does that look like and how can we be relatable about that Absolutely. and not have people hide under the tables when you know, the topic comes right. up <laughs> right. Right. And, and making it a natural conversation yes. I think that is something that art can do too mm -hmm. is take topics that sometimes that we're uncomfortable and not knowing how to talk about creates an idea or a way of looking at it that opens up conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think art has a way of uh, allowing people to be vulnerable um, and, and and open up or or even allows you to sit in discomfort right. um, in, in a way. And, 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 and if okay it does make you uncomfortable, to be able to express what makes you uncomfortable. Exactly. I mean, that's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't relate to it at all. Right. But just the <laughs> fact that you didn't relate to it you know, got you talking yeah. and, and communication. I was going to bring that up, you know, how art allows us to communicate in so many different levels. And it's not just the verbal level. Right. Exactly. Um, how to connect with an idea that's expressed in new ways. Yeah. So we're very excited about our new magazine. It'll be coming out, I think, that sec second week of um, May, um, a couple of weeks before Art of World. Um, it's called uh, In Studio, uh, so look for it around um, the, the cities. Cool. And anyone in the cities can get this magazine, so, or is it predominantly for the Northeast area? Well, we will be um, offering, uh, we have partners um, across the, the cities. I know for one, it will be in the downtown uh, Minneapolis area and the Skyway. Oh, actually, I think in St. Paul as well, cool. in the Skyways. And, and then we have our, our, our business partners um, that will have it available and of course, it will be um, everywhere during Art of World weekend. So you can come out. So and, if you mm -hmm. want the magazine, right. <laughs> and we will be having another radio show that will be featuring uh, some artists from Art of World. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Well, we've got a couple of minutes, um, Anna. You've had a couple of stories that you've wanted to share about artists. Is there another short story about an artist that has made an impact on you that you'd like to share at this time? Well, I'd say that definitely in this job and and the contact that I have with artists, it's it's put artists on my radar that I wouldn't have known about otherwise. And so I start following them on social media or or I get their newsletters. And there are just so many artists out there that have such beautiful work mm -hmm. and one that I was thinking in particular is um, 
Nancy Grist Franchette. She's an artist that works out of the Architectural Antiques Building. And I first came across her work uh, at our autumn show um, and just struck by the size. She works in pastels, uh, pastel chalk, or oil pastels. And looking at her work and, and seeing it, like how there's this beautiful piece, and then going back, she actually on her website has... A gallery where you can just go back in time and see what she was creating five, six, seven years ago. So you can see the trajectory of her. So art. you can see her art grow and and how she she gets to this place where you know her work started being more uh, started out being very realistic and and um, has moved to a more abstract way where just just a a smudge of of lighter color. Uh, on, on a darker color can create this this beautiful image that you know exactly what it is. and She's taking you to another dimension. <laughs> it, it's quite beautiful. I, I find her work very calming. And the, the cool thing about going to any of these events is being able to meet the artist personally and develop that relationship and that you too can start following the artists that inspire you, that say something to you, that speak to you, that make you intrigued or, or not. Get you, get you upset, but you want to follow what kind of art they're doing because they intrigue you. So you're listening to AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And check out NEMA by going N-E-M-A-A.org. See what they're doing. They're doing some cool things. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Damian Strange, Executive Director of Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association, NEMA. And I'm personally inviting you to Arter World, May 18th through the 20th. View artwork of over 650 artists in every medium at more than 50 locations throughout Northeast Minneapolis, including studio buildings, art galleries, homes, storefronts, and local businesses. The Artist Open Studio Tour may include demonstrations, mini workshops, installations, and special exhibitions. Studio tours offer a great opportunity to ask questions, discuss techniques, experience art firsthand, and purchase unique artwork directly from artists. Arter World gives you a unique opportunity to meet the artists who make our community so vibrant and invest in our art community by purchasing artwork that you connect with. For more information, go to nemaa.org. That's nema.org. Looking forward to seeing you at Arter World. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Fearless Comedy would like to invite you to relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy the moment. Because at Die Laughing, we'll be producing 50 straight hours of comedy. And if you go, you're going to need some rest. Die Laughing is a 50-hour comedy marathon taking place at the Phoenix Theater in Minneapolis from April 6th through April 8th. It will feature some of the funniest and most creative comedy acts in the Twin Cities, including May the Farce Be With You, a fearless Star Wars extravaganza that features work by Lori Beth Fitz. You can find the full lineup online at dielaughingmarathon.com. We know that you're excited. You might lose control when you hear that you can come and go for the entire weekend for just a suggested donation of $20. But be calm. Save your energy. Otherwise, you may just die laughing. Die Laughing is a fundraiser for Fearless Comedy Productions. At Fearless, we believe comedy shouldn't be scary. It should be fearless. Arts Association, NEMA. And my co-host is Damien Strange, the director of NEMA. 
Hello. Welcome, Damien. <laughs> nice to be here. So good to have you here. And we have your assistant director at NEMA, Anna Becker. Hi. So glad you're here as well. So we've been talking about all the cool things that you can do, the exhibitions, the events, the activities, how NEMA is looking to the future and, and looking at equity. Mm-hmm. And part of equity also is looking at the types of art that folks are involved in. And you've got not only visual arts that you're supporting, you're also doing performance arts supporting. Yeah, no, I mean, Northeast um, has been known as, and, and particularly through NEMA as uh, a visual arts hub or a fine mm-hmm. arts hub. But, um, you know, Northeast is also uh, rich with uh, performing arts. Um, the Ritz Theater has been around for a long time, and now Theater Lati is there. They have a lot of um, amazing programming uh, going on. Uh, Even the French has some stuff that they do up yeah, there. Yeah, the for, French, yeah? for sure, for sure. Uh, the French's office used to be there. I don't uh, know if it's still there. It's like, uh, you know. I believe the French's office is in the Grain Belt Building. Yeah, that, so it's go. still there in the Grain Belt Building. Cool. Um, you know, Minsky uh, does burlesque uh, theater, um, which is right there on Central. Um, but... There are also just a number of recording studios uh, in and throughout uh, Northeast Minneapolis. Um, of course, we we don't put on any of the concerts <laughs> that happen at, during Art of World, but um, a number of those um, breweries and restaurants um, are NEMA members, and so. Uh, one of the things I know that a lot of them are focusing on this year are trying to get those bands to to join NEMA. Um, I see it as a benefit because what band um, couldn't use more promoting of, of their shows? <laughs> and, and NEMA has 10,000 followers on uh, on Facebook that we can get the word out to. So it is a benefit for those performing artists to, to join NEMA too. And we're actively you know, trying to uh, come up with more ways to, to support them and make their membership worthwhile. And I love the idea of collaboration. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, again, artists of different backgrounds, different uh, uh, focus areas in their art uh, can benefit from yeah. each other's art mm-hmm. and can take advantage of, of the time that Nima's taking, that's go, that um, the art world is going on and, and make it a true celebration. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things, one of my favorite moments probably at Art of World last year was at our um, Art in Motion um, segment of Art of World in the in North of King Building where we did have a live painter um, that also used uh, a poet um, mm. as, uh, to inspire his live painting that was going on at that time and, and had um, a violinist friend of his come in and inspire a piece um, during that during that moment. So... Collaboration is a is a, a beautiful part of uh, artistic practice, and, and, and so we like to see those cross-discipline uh, collaborations happening, too. And those intersections mm-hmm, create absolutely. interesting interpretations and, and viewpoints. Mm-hmm. One of the things I also want to make sure in this segment is that we talk about ways that our audience can get involved. Um, people can go to First Thursdays. Tell me about a little bit about First Thursdays, Anna. So First Thursdays are... Um, the first Thursday of every month. As you know, we have one coming up tomorrow. And actually, that was a couple days ago. What? <laughs> We're pre-recording this show. This is not oh. live. So <laughs> we've given ourselves away. It took place on Thursday. And it was a great act, a great experience. It, but you can go to next month. It was amazing. <laughs> you know what's also amazing? The May first Thursdays. So first Thursdays are the first Thursday mm-hmm. of every month from uh, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And this is when a lot of studio buildings in Northeast are open. So anyone who maybe doesn't attend Art World because maybe they don't like crowds or or they're just or they were busy that weekend. or they were busy that weekend can come once a month and visit these artists in their open studios and it's very it's very intimate it's very fun you can go to the open studios and then pop out and have dinner someplace close by so it's First Thursdays are a lot of fun. And you can find that on the events page? Yes. On if the you, website. If you go to the NEMA events page, we have a First Thursdays tab. So go to nemaa.org, then go to events. Now, there's other things on those events, too. That oh, yeah. Find. So um, 
anything that our artists are doing, whether there are exhibitions up or shows or the workshops that NEMA is doing or classes that our artists are teaching. Many of our artists put on classes um, throughout the year, whether it's drawing co-op or painting, um, ways that people in the community can can continue their arts practice. So you'd recommend them downloading the app? Oh, definitely. <laughs> and they download the app by going to either Google Play or iTunes Store, and what should they look for? They should just look for the NEMA app. So N-E-M-A-A. Correct. And you've got a newsletter? Yep. Is that an email newsletter? We do. Um, we have two newsletters that goes out go out uh, once a month. One of them is specifically for NEMA members, which has artist calls uh, and workshops going on. But we also have an audience-facing newsletter that has all the events that our artists are doing um, and also uh, article-length profiles on NEMA artists and what they're doing. So it's a great way to introduce an artist to the wider community. And to sign up for that newsletter, do you go to the website for that? Yes, there is a, a sign-up on the front page of the NEMA website. Can't miss it? Can't miss it. <laughs> That's terrific. So the workshops you mentioned, yeah, those are open for anyone to go to? They are open to the public. Um, it's $10 for anyone who's not a NEMA member. If you are a NEMA member, you get in for free. Terrific. Now, with the last couple of minutes of our show, should we preview what's coming up with Art World? I know we're going to have a whole show on it, but yeah. do you want to get folks getting that on their calendar? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this year, Art World starts on um, May 18th and runs through May 20th, um, that third weekend every year. Um, there's a lot of uh, exciting things that... Um, you know, that are familiar to, to everyone. Uh, and I mentioned the artist demos that you can take uh, your family members to so you can see how cool things are created, like uh, glass making, for example. Um, even you might get a chance to maybe even throw some clay and <laughs> not not literally throw clay that's an artistic term I mean you might be able to do that too kind of like food fight a clay fight there <laughs> um, and uh, then we're uh, it'll be the second year again of Art in Motion so make sure to stop by Northrop King third floor gallery space so you can see um, artists in the process of creating a piece um, over, over the course of a day um, you can ask them questions about their process and and things like that so um we'll be doing that again this year um family family friendly um and bring kids because kids kids, kids, it's great to have kids see art and be inspired by art and start thinking about what kind of artistic endeavor they may do whether that's in the arts field or not it's all about imagination and and influencing and encouraging kids of all ages to have fun at nema well we're going to be having um artists uh, and, our ne- and our show for the Art of World. So stay tuned for that. We're coming up on the end. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. For coming you. and being part of our Connections Radio Show and sharing about all the wonderful work that the Northeast community is doing for arts and business and community and thriving. Thank you. Thank you.